0: WHAT WILL YOU HAVE AFTER 500 YEARS?!
1: You, Dad... I still have you.
0: Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. I'm your host, Anthony the Third. We are not doing anything MCU-related today. What we are doing is a show that has captured the hearts and minds of many. Uh, Amazon Prime's Invincible, Robert Kirkman's Invincible. And it was one of those things where it felt necessary to discuss this because this show just had so many not only interesting but jarring scenes and and characters and things of that nature. So we'll definitely get into it. Uh, Let's introduce the panel first. uh, With me, my compatriot, the Rome Dog is in the house, Jerome Chang. What's happening, brother?
1: Uh, I'm happy when you said you were gonna do the show, I decided, oh, I'll just put eight hours aside and watch it straight. (laughs) So happy to be here now.
0: We're going to get into that aspect in a second. Um, also, with us, our pal Stephanie Williams is in the house. Steph, how are you? Good. Ready
2: to talk Excellent. about Invincible.
0: Yes, yes. Let's talk about it. And we also have two guests with us, uh, friends of the show. First, Shivani Bamfall is back. Shivani, welcome hey. back. How are you?
3: Hey, hey. Another part of Binge Team. I'm excited.
0: <laughs> should be fun. And finally, another friend of the show. She's back once again. Leslie is in the house. Leslie, what's happening?
4: Hi. I guess I, I did a binge it. I watched it week to week after like the second or third episode. I started watching every week. I like it. Yes, yes.
0: Yes, yes. And 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 yeah, I feel like we should start there with the bingers because I was a week to week person. Uh, Leslie was too. Uh. Shivani, you, I told you about doing this podcast uh, last week and then you said you were going to binge it and then you binged it all in one day. Tell us what your experience was like.
3: Um, I... I don't, I don't think you should ever binge the show. I just need to put that out there. Um, but I did. Yes, I did binge it all in one day. It didn't mean to do that. I actually told myself I was going to split it up into like three days. And then I was like, oh no, it's only eight episodes. Um, and yeah, um, I went through a cornucopia of emotions that entire day though. I just, oh, I don't know. I'm all over the place. I still don't even really have my thoughts sorted out. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to figure it out on the pod.
0: <laughs> oh, this is, yeah, this should definitely be fun to get into from everybody's perspective. Uh, Jerome, you're another binger. Uh, what, what are your thoughts were your initial thoughts of the series?
1: First, I will not apologize for procrastinating. I've known about this show. I follow all of you. I've seen you all talk about it. I've had every reason to start watching it but then I found a Friday afternoon that I was open. So I, uh, I think because I have a problem of binging things, I've already described to the group pre-call the various things I've binged much to my own detriment. Um, I, it's just how I operate. That's just what it is. I, I think uh, I, I can definitely see why a rational, um, sane person would be greatly affected, but I think because I'm just very used to uh, overexposing myself to many things at once, uh, it that was just you know regular Friday, you know just a normal day.
0: <laughs> it was well, Leslie, cool, so you you kind of went uh, week to week, kind of like I did. Um, so, what were your initial thoughts of the series? How did you how did you receive it?
4: It was a lot because uh, I'm not really i not I don't like a lot of violence and stuff so I was like I mean I'm okay with like violence but like the blood and the gore of it was like this is a lot the first episode I was like oh okay we have our little our friends, we got the Batman guy and looking person it's like okay so there's familiar characters and then it got to the end and I said what have I got myself into <laughs> so I like week to week because I I am not a binger. My attention span does not allow me to binge the show. Even when I watch it week to week, I have to go in like 15 or so minute increments so I can just like move around and stuff. So I am a big fan of people going back week to week television because it's really, I'm a fan of it. It helps me out a lot.
0: Got you. Got you. And Stephanie, I know you've been sitting on these episodes for a long time. So, what what were your thoughts of seeing it before everybody else did and actually watching everybody talk about it while you knew everything that happened?
2: It was incredibly frustrating because since February, I have been wanting to yell about this show as loudly as I could and like I could, thanks to NDAs. And, um, like from watching that first episode alone, um, by the time I got to the end, like I had to stop myself from tweeting uh, because I was like ready to spill all the beans because I was like, wow, so this show actually is going to be worth something. And it continues to do so all the way up until the end. Um, I was a pretty, pretty, not a big fan, but a fan of the Invincible comics of or whatever. So it was really nice to kind of see like some of those stories taken like panel from panel and then like transferred into, um, animation. Like it just really hit the way that it needed to. I think It's very true to I, comic.
1: I had a friend who was, it's, it's very true. Yeah. And the it, problem, it makes sense because I mean, Robert Kirkman like directs this yeah. too. Right? So.
2: But like the, even the stuff that was a little, um, Problematic, or just outright, just what the hell are y'all doing? They changed that, and I also really dug the fact that they changed um Invincible's, um you know, made him uh, half Korean and half Korean American and half a viltrumite because mm-hmm. I don't know, like for me that made me care about the character more. Like if it was some regular, regular white boy who happened to also <laughs> be a viltrumite like some of the stuff just wouldn't hit the same. Like the show accomplished for so you me. You wouldn't save what-
1: like Superboy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and like um, like this show for me, um, like I love, well, I appreciate the boys and there's some stuff that it does that I really like, but some of the stuff that it does excessively, I did not care for in season two. And I feel like this show, even though it is excessive in the core, when it comes to some of the other components and the themes that they're kind of touching on, um, they're able to bring that point home without, like you don't need to make a Nazi Like Nazis aren't the ones in Slack (laughs) being covertly racist. Like I'm not dealing with Nazis on a day to day. I'm dealing with regular white people who (laughs) do so damn much. Um, And that's the way that the boys um, in some ways just did too much. But the show, um, even the stuff that it does kind of touch on when it comes to race and like imperialism and all that, it just, it hits.
1: I actually, uh, 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 I'm glad you brought up the boys just cause that is a series that I only made it through the first season. And then I started doing mm-hmm. the second season a bit. And like, I get why it works. I get why people like it. I just kind of, to what you were describing, I I just thought like, is this about the story? Is this just about pushing the limit at this point of just like making it right, right here and making, you know, like, I get it. Like the whole point is showing the, like, what could be a more realistic view of these people with like superpowers and how they could take it too far and things like that? But it was just, it, it felt less about even trying to like build out a universe. Like, I think what I really liked about Invincible is like you can feel the universe building. And yeah. um, it felt dedicated to that more so than it was, you know, obviously ahead it of Shock Value. I think being animated, it was a little easier to take than it was to watch it on the boys um mm-hmm. But even then, mm-hmm. it wasn't like the. It it feels like in the boys, it was done more to have that shock value. Whereas this, it just had shocking things happen.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good point. I, I know one thing for me, since I didn't read the comic myself, I kept getting told about this show. I was like, "Oh, you got to check it out." So when it when it premiered, so I, and I watched it. I watched it like really early in the morning, uh, one morning, and. And then, you know, you know, the episode's going good and everything, everything is cool. And then you get to that end scene, and it's like, oh, this is something different. Okay. <laughs> this is something completely different uh, than what you're used to. But I think to your guys' points, um, as far as the storytelling, um, the, not only Mark, but particularly Nolan, AKA Omni-Man, the storytelling and the character building Of those two, and then you kind of are allowed to get to know everybody else, but the fact that they built them so strong in the sense that, uh, you know, character development moments from Mark throughout the season as it, you know, as he incrementally grows into his abilities and stuff like that. And the true sinister nature of Nolan, as time goes on, how controlling he is and the way that the show slowly unravels that mystery because we know that he's bad, but then to know why and to know his, his reasonings and, and why he does these things um, was truly well done. And I, and I really enjoyed that aspect. Um, in terms of subject, I do want to start with the finale since it, it's the most recent thing. On everybody's minds before we can get into some categories. um
1: What a gripping so you're talking finale! About eight, like the seventh to eighth hour of the eight-hour movie. When you're saying the finale, <laughs> yeah. Okay, just, I just need to get to that. episode that. eight. Cool.
0: <laughs> We're talking about episode eight, where Mark is confronted by his dad, and he has to deal with. The fact that his dad is a terrible Viltramite who's trying to conquer Earth. And everything that you see how true, how Nolan basically tries to break him, like not only physically, but mentally and emotionally throughout the episode. Um, There are so many aspects that you could kind of dive into. Uh, what did you guys think of the finale uh steph i'll start with you because it was a very it's a very powerful finale
2: it was uh it was heavy um and really well done uh because again like just straight from the comics but actually even better than the uh comics um because i don't he actually says something worse to debbie or or about debbie in the comics i don't remember what it was but it's not um, you know, I still love her, but I just think of her as a pet. It was something actually way worse. Mm-hmm. But um, even that moment um, hit more, and like you really see Nolan sinister um, in all of this, and just the fact that he um, <laughs> killed people just to make a point, like in the fashion, in the way that he did. Because like holding Mark's head like, as the train goes, and like Mark being unable to control. Um, and stop any of this from happening. Just because Nolan needed to prove a point of how in- insignificant he thought of humans was just really wild. But also, um, I know like we joke about, or everyone was joking about Mark getting his behind whooped every single episode, which he was. Like he called an L every single episode. Yes. But even still, um, the way that he continued to uh, fight for you know the world that he got to know, and then that moment when um, after his dad finishes beating the shit out of him and he's missing his two teeth and that's why he has the flashback to when he was like five, that kind of sent me. I thought it was a great Mm -hmm. segue, but it was just kind of funny. But um, when Nolan's like, well, what would you have if you, you know, fight for them and stuff like that? And he's just like, you know, you. And in that moment, um, I guess of course you would want Mark to be angry and everything else, but like He's a teenager and he has a lot of humanity that his dad does not have. So even though he reacted that way, like that just really that fucked me up because I was like, yikes, (laughs) like how many how many people, uh, you know, unfortunately still, um, no matter how shitty their parents are or how much their parents disappoint them um, in a major way, just kind of wish that that wouldn't be because they wish that their parents either loved them in the same way that they did or something like that. And I'm like, I wouldn't expect that from, you know, Invincible. So yeah. um yeah, yeah. and I'm like, I don't feel like I want Nolan to be redeemed. Um We just came out of Falcon and Winter Soldier where we had to like, find ways to like redeem terrible characters. And, and then mm-hmm. this is just kind of like, no, you don't need to redeem Nolan, like he is shitty. So let it go <laughs> and like, put your faith in Mark.
0: Yeah. Um- I, before I can before I continue, I thought you would make a, a a great point there in terms of Mark's... And I wrote about this uh, Murphy'sMultiverse dot com. If you get a chance to check out about the finale and Mark and why he proved to be invincible, regardless of the fact that he'd be taking these ass whoopings every episode. Um, this was Nolan literally broke him to the point where he had nothing left, and he saw death. I thought. You know, the train scene, like Stephanie mentioned, was one thing. But prior to that, he's trying to save the mother and the daughter from the building that's uh, falling apart. And then when he, he, you know, gets the building up off him and he has the arm in his hand, it's like, yo, that's like the, and and it felt like, and it's funny, even with it being animation, it felt like the reality of what, potentially of being somebody like that could be where you could try your hardest to save somebody. And then you're just in a situation where you can't. So I thought the episode just did such a great job in showing all of those points and allowing Mark, even in getting his ass beaten so bad to still overcome and in a way, uh, you know, overcome his dad. Uh, Shivani, uh, what, what did you think of the finale and what stood out to you?
3: um the finale <clears throat> so it's funny because uh, stephanie brought up um falcon winter soldier and <clears throat> we've had like what falcon winter soldier wandavision um mm-hmm. those have been the shows that have been um before this and now we get this and i think this is the best finale that we've had out of all of these shows in this season yeah. of television um you know, I, we, I've we i said before, like, I think those are their shows because of the pandemic and then being live action, they couldn't achieve their greatness. Um, but I think like because this is animation, because um, it's kind of like this mapped out storyline that we already know from the comics, um, it was just had so much great potential and it. it wrapped it up in a great way. And it also broke us all mentally in a state. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, I thought it was it was great. Um, It was entertaining. And yeah, it it definitely rocked me emotionally. And I really did have to sit there and think like, do I actually like this show or (laughs) is it just bringing harm upon me and my drama or I don't know. Um, But it was entertaining. And I I think I thought it was um, extremely satisfying.
0: Nice. That's a really good way to put it. (laughs) Leslie, uh, how about your thoughts on the finale?
4: I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Like going back to what Shivani and uh, Stephanie said, I don't, these people don't need to be redeemed. Like I don't, in real life, like not everyone gets a redemption story and that is okay. Like it's okay to not have, oh, this person was bad, but look how they did something good. Ha ha ha. I was like, I don't need that. <laughs> so that was uh, good to see. And also so interesting, like we got to know more about their their Viltramites. Yes. yeah so it's so interesting because i didn't realize how old nolan was because i thought like he's just like a dad like a middle-aged dad but this man has been alive for forever so i understood a little bit more about mark because like, okay this young man is a baby that's why there's no the strength is there but it's not like there there where it's going to be as he progresses like in the when he gets older in the future, it's like, okay, M- Mark, I'm gonna give you a little bit of grace here. It's like you chose the name Invincible, and here you are, getting your ass beat every day. But you're you're new to this. You're new here to superheroes, heroing, hero heroine, <laughs> heroing, superheroing. <laughs> so, um, it was a it was a good finale. The mom, I felt bad for. Like I felt oh cool <laughs> boy, so bad for this person. Like you think you know someone. And you're sitting there, think you may have a life together. It's like, hey, no, you're my pet. And it was nice, oh, I guess. But thanks for the memories and the kids. And it's just like, that you're, line killed me, man. Bro, I was that, like, that
0: pet line killed me, boy. Let me tell you. It was, a, it
4: was a lot. I was like, wow. Woo. So, how, I I don't, not familiar with the comics either. So, like, how would this lady go forth in the future to pick up her life? I guess he's dead. He declared dead, right? Nolan's dead in the real world now. So Mm -hmm. like pick up your life after you've been together for what, 20 years, which is you're a human. That's significant to you, but it was nothing to your spouse. So I'm curious how her character develops in the future.
0: So. Yeah, shout, shout out to Sandra Oh, shout out mm-hmm. to Stephen Yoon, who plays Mark, and of course, the great J.K. Simmons, who plays uh, Nolan. Uh, Jerome, uh, what were your thoughts on the end of the eight-hour
1: movie? Uh, it really picked up around then. No, um, <laughs> it, was, it was good. Uh, I, I really, um, Seth mentioned that one moment where he uh or mark says like i'll have you and it like it takes him aback and he disappears and everything and just you know uh it was a really powerful moment there and then when she reminded me about it here i was just like oh this is i guess i guess saying martha isn't the only option to like break a huge fight (laughs) um it's no no it was a really really good episode um i think I think it was the explanation I was kind of expecting throughout ever since he makes his like first attack on the original group and kills everyone in that first episode. And, you know, you just have this feeling uh, when he even explains to Mark his home planet and where he's coming from. uh, It just seems like all the crock of shit. Um, He just doesn't seem like the Superman or like the classic Superman character. Uh, And when you find out his, um, just like how much he detests humanity. Uh, It's, it all like, obviously it's not justified anything that he does, but like, it makes sense. I I don't know how to put it. It just, it really makes sense what he uh, is saying from his point of view. Like it's, it's like ego in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's Thanos. It's just this Mm -hmm. whole contempt um, from a person who lives in a space that is above because really to like he proves his point and he really didn't need to prove his point so many times in that episode, but like, we're all insects comparatively. Like humans are insects. And like, if, you know, like, I I don't know, I'm not going to do the um, survey around the group, but like, has anyone killed a fly or stepped on an ant or just killed a spider (laughs) and just maybe a few times, maybe. (laughs) right. And so like, I think what i like about this is um definitely like he is 100 percent a bastard and a villain but it makes sense from his side
0: yeah yeah it most certainly does and that's the thing like i thought episode seven was a great setup for the finale where you see uh nolan just unraveled and as you know, instead of this perfect image that he's been constructing and trying to use to hide the entire time, um he's he's laid out bare. And then you see how ruthless that he actually is throughout that entire episode. You even have the, the homie immortal come back. Omni-man! <laughs> <And> he's still... <laughs> Man still right back on the right back on the scrappy getting halfway cut off. It was too it was too much, man.
1: It was too much. Well AC, like I know you need to step out for a quick moment, but since we're like in the space of episodes, like what Mm -hmm. was either seven or eight your favorite episode or did you have another one?
0: You know the hilarious thing about that? I love this show a lot. I really love the finale and all the episodes Mm -hmm. were really good, but my favorite episode was actually episode five, which was one five? with Titan because i I also not only found that to be my favorite episode I found that to be my favorite uh plot line with uh Titan mm-hmm. using Mark as a conduit to take over um that that piece I can't remember the villain's name at the moment it escapes metal me. uh,
2: machine, Head. machine um, Head. He, did a, he did a reverse Luke Cage, and I
0: was happy <laughs> yes for that. yes he he sure did. And what I loved was there's a there's a lot of different things going on there. You not only have Titan with his family trying to get that whole situation squared away. You have Nolan telling Mark these people are beneath you. Why are you getting involved with this?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have that aspect too. And then of course you have the that plans great see fight. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then then you see, of course, as Mark is getting beat to within an inch of his life. Um, Nolan is is out there like Omni-Man is looking he sees him and whatever so uh it it, I think from that standpoint and as Josiah cries the background um I think from that standpoint like if you really think about like the way that the episode um is and how it's laid out and then of course you get battle beast battle beast is like really like I don't really know him too well, but I kept hearing about Battle Beast making an appearance and, and uh, what kind of impact he had. And he had such an impact on the episode, beating the crap out of everybody there. So yeah, in terms of favorite episodes, that's uh one for me and I will be right back.
1: All right. Well, let, let's bring it around uh, the room. So I'll start with you, Leslie, or I'll continue with you. Um, what was your favorite episode of the season?
4: Um, I'm going to say the first episode. Okay. I really enjoyed it because sometimes the first episode is just like, oh, okay, yes, it's there to like set things up, but it also just like usually sometimes a little dry, like there's nothing happening in the first episode. It's like, And people are like, hey, just give it a couple episodes. It'll pick up, it'll pick up. But this one started off like, hey, we're here, okay. And you don't need a couple episodes to get hooked. This one episode is going to bring you in, and it did. So I really appreciated that about the show.
1: Yeah, it really does a good job of uh, like setting up, like introducing the universe without it being boring, and then, mm-hmm. um, and then of course there's that end of that episode where it completely sets the course of the rest of the season in a way that's yep. completely unexpected. So, um, what like how was your? Because I mean, Shivani was talking about the emotional roller coaster, but they really hit you like right off the bat with that first episode. Cause you feel like it's just, just kind of like, Oh, Sky's going to figure out his powers and everything. And then immediately that happens. Like when, were you expecting it in any way, Leslie, or no. did that really take you by surprise? No, okay.
4: I-, I was so surprised. I was like, Oh, okay. And I'm thinking like, okay, maybe Nolan knows something that these people are up to. Like, obviously this man is not just going to roll in here and just kill off all these people without having some kind of information it's like okay people were bad people or something like that. And as the show goes on, it's like so you're you still know. treating
1: him like he's probably the protagonist. Like he yes. this is setting up a bigger bad okay. That's yes. nice. okay.
4: I was like, okay, so obviously people are bad. They've that they've been they, you know, doing something nefarious, like they're out here doing something crazy. And obviously mm-hmm. this man has he knows it. So I thought he was a good person. <laughs> <laughs> LOL he's not
1: My so that's how
4: i that's how i took it as because i don't know because watching tv and like in life you know people don't just do things like that without yeah. some kind of background information like okay obviously people are bad and they must be eliminated and this show is like no people mm-hmm. are just terrible and <laughs> he acted on his
2: terribleness and that was the result
1: entirely um steph how about you what was your favorite episode this season
2: um, it's actually episode one okay um, and that's because um it took me by surprise even as um an avid reader of the comic series and i love that because i initially thought that they were going to have that ending be the finale and like build up the world some more and stuff like right. that but the fact that they didn't even need to do that and they still set the tone for the world um and then like drop that huge you know bomb of an arc um I was like, yeah, so this is gonna be enjoyable from beginning to end. Or
1: at least that was my hope. That's and, a really and, good point. Cause like yeah. that that does seem like that is a finale move. Like that's uh building everything up. Um and interestingly, like I think uh the result of the end of the season, like you don't it's not like we need to build up more goodwill for or more equity for Nolan to feel like he's right. a piece of shit by the end. Like, I think the same amount is still there. So it's impressive that they like get that off the bat.
2: And I felt like it helped them avoid doing some stuff that may have not really either, it would have taken away from the show or taken mm-hmm. away from Mark's um, character development. Cause that's who you need to actually like understand, care by the time we get to the end. Um, because like Nolan's just, you know, a book, uh, like a- uh, uh a fuck space imperialist (laughs) all the way um colonizer but um yeah like once that happened i was like yeah i'm i'm gonna enjoy the rest of this thank you for not dragging this out
1: all right shiv how about you
3: I think I'm an episode two person. Um, mm. I had to actually go back and look and see which <laughs> episodes were what because I'm still on binge mode. But um, I think I'm episode two because you know, yes, one has that setup that is just amazing and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a total shock. But then you get episode two where you get like the flaxens and you the get gag of see, the
1: flaxens.
3: Um, is yeah, too I, funny.
1: I, like, I I had two up there with me too. I wasn't sure. I was like. To, anyway, keep going, shim Sorry.
3: No, no, no. You're totally fine. Um, I think we're 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 definitely on the same page. We're both, you know, <laughs> the bingers that chose this path. But um, but then we get like the teen team teams. So we get mm-hmm. to see like these tropes of like the um other comic book characters coming into play. Um, because you know we don't really get to see that in the first episode as much. We we do get introduced to these. Right. these characters but then you know that big moment happens mm-hmm. um try not to spoil it for any of the listeners but um
1: if you're listening to <laughs> this thing having not oh, watched, yeah. like this isn't absolutely this isn't a primer to like all right then cool then i it. can say that <laughs> yeah. then we see
3: all those characters get brutally murdered yes um but so we finally get to see some interactions with um the invisible characters that are known and um you get to see alan the alien who i absolutely love in the comics but i totally hate that he's voiced by seth rogan um but he's a <laughs> producer on
1: the show right he yeah. is yeah
3: but oh i just wish he was anyone but alan the alien but um <laughs> um and then we get damien Darkblood too which is really he's exciting great. so mm-hmm. We have, and then like the introduction of like more of like Cecil and everything. So like all these characters that are going to like be huge parts that I'm excited to like see play out. So I thought two was just like a really great new introduction to this new world that we're getting, um, that I think everyone will love hopefully if they've seen all of, um, right. this season and then, um, more people will pick up the comic cause the comic is really great too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, there's something about two that has its charm. I, I I would say my favorite is probably seven or eight. Um, they're almost like infinity, like they're essentially like infinity war end game connected in in a way that it's Mm -hmm. hard to separate them, especially if you watch them all at once. But, uh, (laughs) there is something about two that just has this charm. And really, I think the flaxons is the part that like just cracks me up to no end. To see them continually try over and over again in the kind of way that isn't like your futile cartoon where they just come it's not like a wally coyote roadrunner. Or it is kind of, but um, <laughs> there's just this level of A uh, because it's like if the Chitari just kept on coming back and murking people, <laughs> like just over <laughs> and over again. Uh, but learning over time, um, it was just really funny to see that uh, play back and forth. And it was, and it served really well to like quickly move the arc of um, having Invincible kind of like learn quickly on the job. And uh, yeah, it was, I mean, those are the kind of things that obviously, like we talked about the boys, we talked about this, they definitely playing with the genre in ways that, uh make it different from what we're used to like in real old traditional comics. But like things like that I thought was just like very creative and fun. Um but AC, welcome back to the show. We covered four episodes. <laughs> it's all back to you. Yeah. Dave.
0: <laughs> all right. Um yeah, uh, so that, that it was interesting to hear everybody's thoughts there. I'm definitely gonna have to listen back because I know I missed a little bit. We, we, but... have,
1: we have two people for the uh pilot episode, uh, okay. One for the second episode, or two for the second episode. I'm gonna go team two, team binge stays together. Team so, two, yeah,
0: yeah, shout out, shout out to that. All right, so the next thing I would like to go to, if there was one thing. That you would say maybe eh, maybe it might be missing from the show that you might would like to you would want to maybe add or maybe something that you feel like they might have gotten wrong if at all either of those things um i will start leslie i'll start with you on this one is there anything that you would like to see them do differently Do differently mm
4: off the top of my head Mm -hmm. no okay i'm cool with how everything played out but this is me not having any background knowledge of the comics so i don't know if i were to read the comics if i would have a different perspective but
0: I was cool with it. Well, I'd say I'd say it's more. I say it's more like if you just had to separate it because I, I didn't read the comic myself either. So this okay. is me being fresh true. Um, uh, what you call it? Uh, if there was anything, not necessarily that you would want to necessarily change, but maybe there was one thing that was missing that you may have seen something different, or did you just feel? Because sometimes some people just love something and they really enjoy it and think it's great on its own. Uh, did you just think it was great on its own and that was all?
4: I think it was great on its own and I, I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, shout out to that. Uh, uh, Shivani, do you have anything that you would like to either add, change, or or accept? I think, like,
3: pace-wise, it's kind of a little too fast like it's moving so fast in a sense mm-hmm. um it does the setup of like these big arcs really really well um but there's like i think we can explore some like smaller details but at the same time like maybe they weren't expecting to get renewed for that second and third season you know so they went did go fast to like throw all of this at us but like now i think because they have those two new seasons that they are gonna explore it'll be interesting to see like how they pace it out now because they can do more with it a little bit i guess um the title card kind of kills me because it just like jumps in there at you but um um i i grew to love that but um
1: has anyone tried to set up like their own title card in real life like walking around like thinking about something and then just assuming the title card will come in out of nowhere is that just
0: (laughs) it's really it's really
1: it's really a smart way to do it i i respect it like i am really hungry like just something that would like pop in out of nowhere um
3: it reminds me of that one um movie what's the with the narrator that follows um what's will ferrell what's that one movie that's
2: in fiction (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah yeah yeah
3: But it it definitely the way that they threw that title card in there is very much of like them trying to stay with that realism part. Right. And then, Mm -hmm. but even though they have that metaphor of the blood splatter, um, which is extremely Mm -hmm. aggressive, but also cool, I guess I'm, I'm so (laughs) stuck if I'm like disturbed or if I'm like actually into the show, I can't figure it out yet. Um, But yeah, I just think because there's so much that the, and this is from me being someone that's read some of the comic, I haven't read all of it. Um, Robert Kirkman, um, is that his name? I can't even remember now. Um, you, you yeah. um but, <laughs> um, he, you know, he went to do the walking dead after, so like blood and gore is his thing. And so I actually stopped reading it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm actually not really that into blood and gore like some of you have said and um so it'll be interesting to just see like once i like i said like that pace of all of this material that they have come to play
0: so interesting interesting uh stephanie how about you is there anything in your lens that you would like to either see differently or add or did you think it was all good
2: um i thought it was all good i mean to shivani's point um maybe just the pacing and a tidbit on that um the show bible actually had it for 10 episodes so i think they originally had the episode shorter um Mm. because then i like that first episode i didn't know i was still in the first episode i thought it was on the second episode i had to like check (laughs) (laughs) so and it's it's like a lot of that um as you're watching but that would be the only thing maybe the pacing but outside of that like no I, i honestly like genuinely thought it was it was really solid
0: and that's, and that's saying a lot, because Steph is really Steph is really good with the critiques as far as these things are concerned. So to don't, hear that Don't pick
2: me up like that, because I'm- like, I mean, I'm just saying, I like, could be I'm a just saying of facts. I'm, next speaking
0: week facts. <laughs> I'm speaking facts. I'm speaking facts. Jerome, how about you? Anything you would like to see different, or et cetera?
1: Yeah, I guess I feel similarly to Shiv and Steph. Um, There's just an element to this, and maybe I think And hearing their points, it might just be that we're so used to the Disney formula for putting together Mm -hmm. a season that, uh, it was, it was a bit jarring by comparison to see Mark jump from place to place. Like it wasn't like a, this led to the, this, like like nothing was linear about it. You know, he'd go to Mars one episode, he'd go to college another episode. And, um, and then, yeah, same thing there. It's like, it's not that you would change it this season, but you don't want to take that same kind of approach to further seasons ahead. Cause like a second and third season is a time to like explore further and like kind of stop and really like dig into a thing Um, because you've done everything you could in that first season to kind of like establish all the different parts. But um, aside from that, and like I think, I think what the show has done well in a way is like, while it covers so many different things in the universe, And this is probably going to go back to like the Falcon and winter soldier in that sense. It's like in its messages that it tries to send forward, there aren't many messages that they're trying to do with invincible. It's kind of like one or two really key things that they're trying to like force through um, Mm. as opposed to trying to like flesh out many different ideas. Like, I think it's, very different moments, very different characters, very different places, but the idea kind of stays consistent across the board. And I think that's what makes it seem less jarring um, in, in the pacing or like whatever way I feel about it, like in carrying it through. And also why I think it's very hard to kind of pick at it, right? Like there's not, like if you were to have a team that just has one play, you're not gonna pick at them because they just do that one play over. Like there's just like no ways to like kind of figure out the particular details that I have a problem with. Um, right. So it's, yeah, it's weird. It's like, it's simple, but it also like hits a lot of things. Does that make sense?
0: Uh, it
2: It makes a ton of sense. Yeah, okay. A <laughs> <I'm> lot. <lying. laughs> it most sometimes certainly it- does.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, Steph, go ahead. I was gonna say,
2: because sometimes simple is good. Sometimes yeah. all you need is a simple mm-hmm. vehicle mm-hmm. to deliver an impactful story. Like you don't have to do mm-hmm. all those jazz hands; you just keep it
1: straightforward. <laughs> yeah, I like AC. I think we talked about it when we uh, were at the end, like the last episode, or I guess too, we did a mailbag. But the end season finale episode for Falcon Winter Soldier. I think you had this point about you know sometimes you don't want something super basic because it feels like too obvious. But I'm like. I think Invincible is exactly that example that you have a pretty basic story, but it's executed well. Like I think as long as the execution is there, yeah. you can really enjoy it and really like live through it. Like it doesn't have to be overly complicated.
0: Yeah. And I think, and I think to both of you guys' points, like what hit home and it was something that I said earlier in terms of uh, both of the main characters there, it's like, you got concrete, a concrete sense of who they are. And you understood them, even though you didn't like Omni Man and the way that he does things. You understood this is this was his ideology. This is how he was raised. This is this is what he does. This is the obvious thing that um, there's no two ways about it. You don't feel mixed or anything like that. Um, same with Mark. Um, they allow Mark to struggle throughout the season, um, but they're not heavy handed of it all. yeah 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 Yeah. that's a good that's a good comparison um yeah i I felt like just from and then when you're able to do that with your mains then it allows you to play around with everybody else and you can give everybody different types of backstories and it doesn't you know feel too um it doesn't feel too bland and stuff like that because i even thought somebody like amber um I think she's a very interesting character, which is funny because I felt like on the internet, she got a lot of slack. And I just did think- Really?
1: That was, yeah, yeah so did, it yeah. was weird. Really? Yeah, she's I found so it so I, I was so- <laughs> like I, read I found weird it weird. weird. Stuff and I was like, oh my God, someone <laughs> figured out how to like make a superhero be like an actual hero. <laughs> it was kind of cool. Okay.
0: And um, I think the thing that that got me about the reaction to her, it's like, yeah, of course, you got to hate on women. What else is new? But I think the I think this the second thing that I've just found weird about it was it's, it was I felt like all of her reactions to everything that was going on was completely reasonable and logical. Like as the human being, if this person is not telling you something and you don't know, then what are you going to do? Just be an airhead and not ask any questions or just feel
1: like. Somebody's doing something else behind your back or whatever. I mean, fair like I think I that's for just any community fans. Like, she's the Britta. So anyway, keep it going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, like I-, I thought, like a character like that, they they wrote her smart, they wrote her strong, and stuff like that. And yeah, people still were ragging on her. Like they, were, like you know what they did, Jerome. They did the the show villain. Uh, uh the, the the tweet, the show villain. the man, real villain? The actual villain, so Amber. And I'm like, Saw come that on. Today.
3: I was Yo, like come on. brutally murdering <laughs> people versus being annoying is that I, I, w- a compl- <laughs> I,
1: I was joking I about the whole binging thing, but that actually is a part of the reason why I don't watch it along. So like oh, okay. when when it's kind of in its moment, you know watching it is fun and being part of the conversation can be fun, (laughs) but I think, I think part of the joy of me watching this eight hours straight without following along on Twitter or anywhere else is that I wasn't exposed to any of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know what? That might be the way to go. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. that, That was interesting. Um. so, uh, so in terms of a uh, next category, let's just go to the MVP of the show. Uh, who did you think was your who was your favorite character? Who did you enjoy the most out of anybody? Um, these answers will definitely vary. I'll actually I'll actually go first. Um, and it's somebody off the beaten path. And we only saw a little bit of him. But I thought I thought Battle Beast was amazing. Like just in that short, like little stretch. Like, that was so cool. He was beating the crap out of everybody and talking
1: trash. And I thought when Thaddeus took down Asgard, I was like, oh, that's a badass. Nah, Battle Beast. <laughs> he took a far... Like, what he did to
0: Monster Girl, oh, my goodness. That was... Oh, oh, oh my goodness. But Battle Beast in that brief... It just it just gave you a little taste of it and it just wanted me to see so much more of this character. And I wanted to see him and Omni-Man go at it, you know, a few times to see who, you know, see who's the baddest in town. But, um, but yeah, I, I actually really, I really love that character so much that I, that I wanted to see it more. I want him to be such a a big part of the show. Um, Jerome, who was your fave?
1: Hmm. Um, uh, Small shout out to the cameo of uh, Saitama, One Punch Man at the funeral. <laughs> that might have been <laughs> my low key favorite. I, it's, I don't know if favorite's the right word. It definitely isn't. I'm gonna go Omni Man Nolan, just okay. because I think, I think the character of Omni Man and Nolan was just. Really well executed. Shout out J.K. Simmons, obviously, for playing the role. I think what I really liked about his whole arc, and we talked about it a little bit while we were talking favorite episode, Leslie talking about like being shocked by that um, pilot where he shows up and basically he, he kills everyone. I I just feel like, oh, this makes sense of what I think Superman should be like. Like someone who is so supremely powerful and it really takes everything in his power to have any sense of empathy or compassion for these people who are so far beneath him. And mm. I think in the execution of Nolan, I just find that very interesting that they went there and then take it to such an, ext- like, again, it makes sense, but like such an awful level in that episode. Like I, I still have that shot, like thought of like him holding Mark at the subway while they're just like blasting through people. And it's just, you know, um, what was it? Uh, I, I don't remember the exact lie, but, like, when Ben At- Batfleck talks about Superman, like, he can, like, destroy the world with, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think I think to that end, uh, Favorite is really – a weird way to put it because i don't like him in any yeah, way there's a
0: different re- there's a different reason why you say that you but enjoyed the character i i
1: think there's just some, something very compelling about that character and yeah like where they take him i i, I do agree i don't want to see kind of a redemption arc because i just don't know how you could possibly see a redemption arc for him um but but if you don't give him a redemption arc like i also don't necessarily want like the simple mark gets strong enough to defeat him so i gotta figure out you know like where exactly yeah. uh it goes with that but i think because of Nolan kind of representing the superman type and how well it's done and that it's played by jk simmons and that he you know has like the salt and pepper hair he looks pretty cool that way, dope mustache <laughs> um just all that put together i was just like oh, this, this is it like they got this guy right
0: uh they totally did. And before I go to Steph on this, um, so, like, just to a to point, there's this there's scene in episode six where so he knows that his tailor knows that he did all this stuff. So he goes to meet with him. They have a beer or whatever. The way that he plays that scene and the way that, the, so that his tailor is, is so scared. He's yeah. so scared. And Nolan knows this. Now, he's not going to do anything in this instance, but just the little stuff that he lays at his feet in terms of the words that he says and stuff like that, that that sinisterness to know that you have that's, all that's the Michael power Keaton
1: in the in world. Right? It's like him in the car with Peter Parker. It's just that moment. Yeah. Yeah, like I had yeah saying it house. without
0: saying it. Um, it was uh, that like that scene, that spoke to me. I was like, wow, this is really, this is a really tremendous character and great character work. Um, Steph, who is your favorite character in the show?
2: Uh, Debbie, because <laughs> I sure. love yeah. that, um, she, you know, like she knew something was off and uh, she followed her gut. And even though she did not want to believe the worst of, you know, someone she's spent the last 20 years with, um, she still like followed that thread. And I love that she wasn't played as like this, you know, oblivious wife who was unknowing or anything like that. So and that was pretty much uh, the same as the comics but um, that's where pacing benefited.
1: That we didn't have to drag out, like yeah, something that she would have obviously figured out very quickly.
2: Exactly, um, and I just really appreciated that all the way. So Debbie was um, one of my faves, hands down.
0: Awesome, awesome, Shivani. How about you?
3: Um, I think I mentioned Alan the alien, but I actually really loved the Mahler twins and oh, how they were fun. in the the they're entire season arguments. their entire arc is just so funny to me but it's they're they're just such good comedy throughout the show um and just the process of them cloning um and trying to figure out who's the clone and every single line that they do. It's just too funny. It's too good. Um, loved them. Um, I will say that Jerome, I I felt like you were going to go with Nolan zaddy, um, Omni daddy. I
1: I, I did mention the salt and pepper when you went out for the quick second there. So I think it's, it's it's great. Like I, I have a tendency to ramble. You got straight to the point. Now you've actually identified why I was so into uh, Nolan that, that's it, right there.
3: It, you know J.K. Simmons' voice, that buttery, that mm. buttery sound. It gets you with yeah. the Tom Selleck mustache in the animation. It really like put a- me in a
1: spot because, like, <laughs> I think only about a week or two before I rewatched Whiplash, so I was just. It's been. It's been a J.K. Simmons. Oh, he was Simmons in J.K. Experience. mode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Leslie, how about you? Who's your favorite character of the show?
4: I really liked um, Adam Eve. Um, I really, really enjoyed Mm -hmm. her and I liked that she was able to kind of use her superpowers in a way that she wanted to and in a way that she was being helpful. Yes, but it wasn't just, you know, rescuing people and fighting off a big bad. She was doing other stuff like, you know, irrigation and all these (laughs) other fun things living in a tree, just living her living the way she wanted to. And I really enjoyed that because yes, you have powers, but you may not always want to be as a traditional superhero.
1: So I I'm happy. You would use my powers to make my coffee in the morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> she was she she had a really interesting character arc because you have the relationship with Rexplode and how that and how that all comes apart with duplicate. That whole shower scene was like, oh, I was like, oh wow, okay, we're doing this too. I was like, okay, interesting. Um, that that was a lot too. And I thought even her relationship with her parents, um, mm-hmm. with her with her dad, like whoever played that dude, shout out to him because he was such an <laughs> asshole, and it was so it was so enjoyable to, to to see how terrible this person
1: was. Just while we're on characters, can I just quickly shout out like what a like fucking up the bag robot did throughout the season. Like he was kind of like oh fun gosh. for a bit until he got like super creepy, super quick. And I was trying to figure yeah. out like what the analogy was. And it I don't know the experience because I don't live there. I have never I might have driven through like on a trip, but like it feels like if you were a Cleveland fan when you got LeBron and then you got to the point of the decision. When robot makes his decision, it's the same adverse effect, and you're just like, I'm burning that guy's jersey, because uh, it, it just got <laughs> creepy super quick, like so messed. Up. It was so,
4: it was so
1: weird. Yeah. I was it like, was so weird. Like I met someone. I was like okay (laughs) for all the gore and violence like i think i was just like most creeped out by like crank in the yeah whatever that was whatever (laughs) that was like those things for whatever reason freak me out more than just like gliding guts getting everywhere it's just like i don't want to touch that like just wait um, speaking
3: of robot i have a question did you guys did any of you hear bill Hader in his voice when he first comes on or did you mm. automatically know it was Zachary Quinto? Cause I heard Bill Hader and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I, I looked did, it up I, I was like, see oh, that. it's- It took it's, me a while I can to see actually hear myself. Zachary
1: Quinto in it. Like when I looked it up, I was like, really? That's <laughs> like, that's Siler right there? I don't- but
0: they, Right. I had to go back to Heroes and just remember yeah. what his voice sounded like back then. Um yeah. But, 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 but yeah. Um, but yeah, you know what? You, we we mentioned characters. There are so many characters in this show. Were there anybody on the Teen Team or even the new Guardians of the Globe that interested you guys? Anybody can go if they have some somebody that they're interested in. Uh, uh, not
2: Titan. Uh, Samson, Black Samson. Oh, okay, Isn't yeah, that, yeah, yeah, Black Because Sam- you know, because <laughs> I mean. The joke there is, you know, black superhero has to have the word black before the name. And it makes absolutely no sense because <laughs> like, OK, Black Samson. I I, <laughs> I enjoy that name for that reason. But um, I was kind of interested in him because he has an interesting arc in the comics. But um, I, don't know, I was just happy to see him there being like the vet of the group. Um and then he gets his powers and it's kind of like okay fuck y'all fuck these kids because he's like he's definitely ready to like let them know what time it is but um he was pretty interesting and definitely just reverse luke cage
1: yeah that's favorite yeah, titan I is my favorite yeah, yeah
0: he was great that plot like you know i go back to it and and i think if you know from a rewatchability standpoint Um, that's why I loved episode five so much because it was just, it was so well written in terms of like, this is how I'm going to infiltrate this situation and I'll use this really powerful dude you know, as a means to an end Um, but yeah, Titan Titan for me was really good Um, I found Rex Blow to be really, really annoying Um, Yeah? Yeah, he just like, he just wouldn't shut up like he just kept going like I remember when Monster Girl beat the crap out of him Um, (laughs) That, I was very happy to see that. That was a really good. That was a really good uh, moment for me because uh, he was. Yeah, he was getting on my nerves a little bit. Now he got better How towards are the you end. Of the season.
1: Generally, on Jason Mansuka's characters, he's
0: fine. Like okay. he's fine. Yeah, yeah, he's fine in general. Like okay. I, I don't have a problem with him. It's just at the beginning, especially at the beginning when it's... What, so, you know, when Adam Eve catches him and whatever and the way that he tries to get out of it, it's just like, well, you I know, it's not a weird. big deal. <laughs> it was funny, but, like, at the same time, it's like, yo, come on, Doug, what are we doing? Um, but um, I, seeing him get his comeuppance uh, was great. But then he did have a nice character moment at the end where he's like, let's wash the blood off, uh, you know, okay. of uh, the Guardians' place, so... So that aspect uh, was cool, uh, but yeah, it's, I'm trying to think. Is there any other character that that's, that stands out to me? How do you feel about Ceso? Of, Well, I mean, Walton Goggins is one of my favorites. Yeah, so, yeah. Like just you you. you, you, you start, you start there, and then I just think the way that we see um, this government defense system, where they're just always there, even though you can't see them, and. Uh, that's one of the it's, parts that made what Nolan did in Episode Seven so wild is when he starts killing all of them in the house, <laughs> and and um, I can't I think well, I can't remember if the his second in command where he where Nolan just cracks his spine with his hand he just go oh, yeah that Cecil, was rough too
2: Cecil is who Nick Fury thinks he is, mm. but like can't be because it's Marvel <laughs> or whatever. Mm, yeah. Um and even their agency is what shield or sword would like to be, but just can't cause like it's it's Marvel or whatever. Um they're like heightened versions of that.
0: Right. Mm, the White
2: Room is so cool. Oh yeah. Oh,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> it's such a that great was- invention.
0: That was a nice little window into what the show can can, can kind of be going forward. Um, I know you guys mentioned, uh, you know, the robot earlier. Uh, Steph, I know that he kind of has a little bit of a villainy side in the comics. You, yeah, you think we're going to see that here? in the damn show? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it, I, yeah kind of. But to, <laughs> but like it's a creepy. It's more of a creepy. We ain't not see the, the whole villainy yet.
1: I, yeah, no there isn't but i like i think i think what villainy less of the act villainy in that oh he's willing to go there like just yeah at least like he's willing to like play in those areas and um like just because he didn't do anything like you could see clearly like he has his own motives he's supposed to be the leader of the team uh mm-hmm. he also has like all the information that like makes him I don't know like anytime you have a super genius involved it's it's really like a tipping point for any situation like they usually tend to break bad
0: fair point fair point yeah. um uh, i'm trying to think is there is there anything else that i missed but Sorry,
1: Steph, of- i totally cut you off was there anything in the no no, no it's okay yeah. i
2: was gonna say like <laughs> you know robot and monster girl just all the creepiness in this all of that it will pay off in the worst way but the most entertaining way um because their relationship it not in like you know like why would y'all do this type of thing it's just very um it's a mess their
3: their love song is radiohead's creep
1: there we go (laughs)
0: go.
1: i mean there's i think that's kind of like because I did watch a little bit of Walking Dead as well. Like the play, knowing how Walking Dead goes, knowing how kind of like Robert Kirkman operates. like, mm-hmm. I mean, it can only get weirder is what I'm guessing if you yeah. let him go longer.
0: What, what do we think of Mark's best friend? I kind of liked him. I thought he was cool. I, I love I that actually, he was active.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was yeah. I mean, getting that yeah, is was... but like he was fine. <laughs>
0: Williams. Yeah, he was always, he was he was always around. Um, you know when Omni Man shows up and is looking for Mark. That's another. Th- that's the thing about Episode Seven. Like, jeez, uh, Omni um, um, Man is just on one the entire time, and he's like he's barely like holding on to you know being this regal type of respectful person, and he's like, "Where's Mark?" And then you just feel like he's he's gonna snap a homeboy's neck um, in, in in three seconds flat. But um, yeah. This sh- this show, man, uh, it's renewed for seasons two and three already that Ooh. we know, um, with animation that, you know, it does take some time to get these things out. So it may take, I, a little I do longer. hope it
1: doesn't go much further. <laughs> like, I don't, well, I, I don't know how exactly mm-hmm. these things tend to go, but just at least like thinking about like how walking dead turned out, I don't know that I want a Robert Kirk- Kirkman, like led piece to like run for like many, many, many seasons. Um, but, I mean, there could be a lot in there to go through. I don't know. Well,
0: well, Steph and Shivani, I guess you guys have kind of read a, a little bit of the comics. Like, oh, Shivani, I'll start with you and then go to Steph. Like, in terms of what... Because a lot of people, I, I feel like what I read on ba- people who have read these books is that they've kind of really only scratched the surface in terms of the characters that are coming in.
3: Totally. Like, we yeah. still have to see, like, the Viltrumites. Like, that's a big huge part and um that goes into so many other things that will happen in the future and um it's it'll just and then you know like we're seeing mark right now as a teen but we'll see him grow into an adult too so like if you just think about the time frame of that like that's Mm -hmm. true. That's a long time. But once again, that goes back into that pacing. It's going to be interesting now to see where they go with pacing, if they continue at this like fast pace moving forward or if they're going to um, slow it down a bit. Um, but, yeah, um, I think that we have a lot to look forward to. Um as far as comic-wise, um staff, like she was saying, there's like a very interesting storyline for Monster Girl and Robot. There's a ton mm-hmm. of interesting storylines for um some some characters that we've seen. We've actually got a ton of setup for a ton of the villains in this yeah. uh first yeah. season. Because you get like um Sinclair, really you get the Mahler twins, you get um all of these different characters you so you'll see through. more of yeah. all of them yeah titan well titan though um and stuff correct me if i'm wrong but titan was written more for the animated series right because his storyline isn't as
2: yeah it's not even like this um so that mm-hmm. was another well it's just not like this it doesn't pack the same punch um that was actually another nice little touch too um to that whole situation so the stuff the little stuff that they've changed like they've they made the correct changes. I'll say that
3: totally. Um, and then we, I, we, I don't know if you guys know, but we, um, we got introduced to Mister Lou, who's the the dragon that you also like kind of see in one of the episodes in Italy. Oh right, right, yeah. right. Um, yes. so we've seen a lot of the villains. It's just now like fleshing them out more.
0: Yeah, they had that little montage um, towards the end of the the finale that you know. Could get you know kind of give you a little idea of what's to come there, but but yeah, Steph, you feel like this is like this is really just like the beginning of scratching the surface, right?
2: Oh, absolutely, because um if you recall, like Nolan's, like I can go, you know, what's another seventeen kid? I mean, number, another uh, seventeen years. In regards to like getting another viable kid which sounds terrible to even say it that way but that's the way he treats it um <laughs> there's something to do with that and just poor debbie um but anyway like oh, there's man. just yeah there is a lot they've only scratched the surface and if they continue to keep up this fast pace um i'm actually curious if they do that um because Will we still feel the same way about uh, season two as we do about season one, even though it was still the same rapid pace? Like that has been curious. Um, but if they're able to pull it off, then I can deal with another maybe four or five seasons max, but I don't want them to go past that. Like, please. Yeah, Robert Kirk- Kirkman-, Kirkman needs a pin put in it um, after a little bit.
1: So five oh, is but fine. another thing. <laughs> yeah, I got one more thing. <laughs> Okay, I, I have a question about season two. Um, obviously, the big uh, cliffhanger is, like, what happens with Viltrumite and when they get involved, but how soon do you want them to re-enter the picture in season two? Mm. Mm, maybe
2: midway through.
1: I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking that's, like, I think we need some time to kind of just let Mark be Mark, maybe yeah. get a little comfortable yeah. and, you know, just doing these kind of fun adventure fun is non-existent in this universe, but adventures uh, in, <laughs> in this universe, but like kind of meeting a lot more of the villains, but uh, kind of similarly to the way we look at like MCU, like we don't need Thanos to show it up immediately. Right, I think right. we can go through an Ultron and a couple of civil wars and things like that. Um,
0: yeah that, that, that sounds fair enough. Um, right. bef- before before we close this out, I just want to go around the room and just get any, any final thoughts that you you guys may have about the show in general or or anything that you would like to see going forward. Any Any final thoughts is cool. Uh, Leslie, I'll start with you. Any final thoughts?
4: Um, my final thoughts. I'm curious about Cecil about what he's gonna do with those one-eyed people. Also, I'm gonna assume that um, William's man's is dead. He didn't,
0: oh. he didn't make it?
4: Was it? He's still there.
0: Yeah, he's, he's still one of them, on them things, right?
4: But I thought that he would, they, when they were crawling all over Omni-Man that he they, he killed mm. them all or
2: they were fine? Um, uh, No, they're uh-huh. gone. But I think like, I don't think uh, William's boyfriend was part of that because like he's still alive
1: for yeah, a good amount he, of time. Yeah, he broke from his kind of mental block, but then just like you know, he was like, ah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Line, you know?
3: He's like the main reanimate, right? How right, they right, right, say reanimate. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think because Sinclair was just making more, because Cecil hired yeah. him. It looked like yeah, yeah. which Voice is by Ezra
1: so Miller, by the yeah, way, the Flash.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so I'm curious to see, like where he's gonna go because like I I get that his point is to you know protect Earth and its inhabitants or whatever and you we've seen those kind of people who um, are charged with that task go through all kinds of lengths to make sure that protection is happen- happening and it's ne- neither good or bad like I don't know I guess it's bad to kidnap people off the street and turn them into one-eyed robot things <laughs> yeah. but it's also bad for I army mean, men to kill people. So, I don't know. We'll see how Cecil does
1: it. Also, mm. another
4: question: That immortal guy that they oh, woke boy. up and he died again—is they gonna bring him back? And he's gonna I hope die he again?
1: Com- I hope he just keeps like catching yeah. Just
0: let that be the running gag. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> he keeps coming back for them to kill them. Kill him.
0: Mm. Rip. As long as as long <laughs> I feel like isn't it as long as um, his body parts are available to be put back together, he can be put back together. Is that what it is? wow hmm. i feel like i've heard I don't that i remember i, I just kind of
2: feel like it is because like that's originally abraham lincoln's so like his third time dying so
1: mm. oh. <laughs> i do have a question i just one came up yeah uh, just talking yeah, to sure. it. um one thing that was super impressive about the show was the voice acting just how many people they got on the show yeah to yeah, be yeah. on it so uh For Shiv and Steph, I mean, you have backgrounds, so you can like at least maybe speak more specifically, but I'll just open it to everyone. Whose voice would you want added to this series?
0: Good question.
1: And it could be just like pie in the sky, never gonna happen. I'll just start it off for fun. I want another Viltrumite voiced by Chris Evans.
3: Mm. Why? (laughs) Interesting
2: Uh, I actually Would like a filter as well And the one that I'm thinking of I'm blanking on her name But she has the long braid Um, And I would like that voice by um, Angela Bassett So they would have Mm. to make her Well they don't have to make her black But it'd be nice if they did Um, Well actually no They do have to make her black Um, (laughs) Just have her (laughs) voice by Angela Bassett Because yeah that's what I want
1: Okay,
0: I like that. Mm, interesting. Shivani, you got one before I go?
3: I mean, more Viltrumites would be great. I'm just thinking like um, some older Viltrumites. We need to get Tom Selleck in here because like Tom ooh, his yeah. little buttery
2: voice <laughs> with Jake. <JK Conqueror>? <laughs> yeah. The Conqueror, actually he would make a great, yeah. So the Conqueror makes uh, Omni-Man look like Barney totally that would have been oh, that'd be great. wow
0: okay uh, okay wow <laughs> y'all said that makes him look like Barney what
1: yeah. are there <laughs> any like kind of like over it all like semi-washed minds that we can get like voiced by like Harrison Ford
2: if not then it's a definitely great one
1: <laughs>
2: I mean Conquest is his name I don't know why Conquest? well you know y'all know what I mean Conquest. Yeah. get off
1: my planet something like that <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> hell, conquest could really be uh, Witty Harold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow! Okay, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um,
1: hmm. Leslie, do you have for- any like I pick a villager might pick like whatever or like just a voice that you might want to hear in here.
4: I don't i don't know this is yeah. not i don't ever think of things like that because like whatever i'm presented with it's like okay great no, choice. i, I feel <laughs> that i, <laughs> great I really choice, guys.
1: actually think of, i just i think again because specifically this series was just like stacked yeah that it seems like you yeah. can just get people on um,
4: sure i don't have anybody in particular totally like oh i have to have this person
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um I, 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 for some reason Chris Chris Rock's voice is in my head I just <laughs> I don't know why
1: Adam <laughs> but who, so who's Chris Rock playing though
0: Chris uh, that's what I'm trying to think I just want him to play some villain and then you know what you call it all the machinations is he's getting his ass kicked by Mark or, or whoever right. just the voice all and right. just and that's, that's kind of like a just a little comedy relief <laughs> that, that somebody sinister and funny at the same time I think that would kind of that would kind of be interesting.
3: I think yeah. duplicate, if I remember correctly, has a brother that has powers. Oh. That's a villain.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. But Chris Rock could definitely pull that off. Possibly.
0: Oh.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: I like that. I like Fans, that. Um, All right.
1: Beat at us. Who you want in it? Make up a character. If you know the if you know the comic books, give us a character and a voice. Uh, I want to answer. Yeah. To this.
0: At at MC University Pod. Um. Yeah. But, yeah, I just want to continue with the final thoughts real quick. Uh, Shivani, any final thoughts on the series and how you can, you know, now relax now that you binged it all?
3: Um, I feel like we should talk about the music score to, like, all of this. Like, because mm. for me, the, the soundtrack to the show was, like, mm. the one thing that helped i guess the binging going because like Mm -hmm. that moment that you have like cage the elephant song i think in the first episode really pulls you in and Mm -hmm. then whenever you have titan you have like run the jewels or big boy and like um yeah other really known hip-hop in there and there's just like it's a dope soundtrack to an animated show in
1: ages (laughs) (laughs) yeah like yeah yeah (laughs)
3: There was like <laughs> I think the Hive song, right? That like mm-hmm. gets oh, the you. There was just... it
1: was thank you. Yes.
3: <laughs> it was just like a the soundtrack really helped shape some of those iconic moments mm-hmm. in the animated series. I will say the animation at times and this is me just being nitpicky as a TV and film grader that the animation itself is kind of lacking, but I'm sure they put was all that, all that, that budget purpose? I, maybe That's, i think mm. they put all their budget into their voice actors Yeah, mm. um,
0: but i can imagine
1: because like there was a part of me that was like really wondering because it felt like it was something that was made like in the 90s or earlier but like I, I wasn't sure i i would be curious to if anyone knows not like here but just was there a concerted effort to make it look like kind of a golden age style in like basic animation to kind of have that contrast in like how modern it is
3: i mean you can say that but then yeah. it also has this stylized american anime that's a good point. um for, yeah, yeah. For, you know so it's like there were moments where the transitions between the background and the animation were just so sloppy that's completely fair yeah um and i was just like all right well you know looking at the cast of voice actors, I'm just going to say they put all that budget into. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like I would, that's good. It would be cool if the animation got stronger, but don't give up that basset money for it is probably what I would conclude. With. Yeah.
0: Mm, totally. So, all right. So, sounds good. Uh, Steph, any final thoughts on the show and anything either you'd like to see or just any final thoughts in general?
2: Uh, no, I just hope that they keep the energy going and they don't, mm. Straight too far from the formula by trying to make things overly complicated, like you all did. The execution was um, good enough, so just please, 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 please continue to do that.
0: Consistency is key. Uh, Jerome, how about you? Any final thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, keep it going. I'm really looking forward to uh, to like what's coming up next and how they go about it. Like, we we mentioned. A couple of times now the pacing and what direction they go there uh, so i'm looking forward to that and i'm really glad i did this pod because now i really get to look uh deeper into the zaddy universe uh, that is nolan and what other <laughs> i mean if if nolan is considered in like as far as villager mites go as like you know i don't know like six men or off the bench you're like you're telling me we can go to another level like maybe like a full mm-hmm. gray i just yeah i i don't want to get ahead of myself but this could get exciting
0: yeah that caught yeah, the that, that last little part that that uh that steph said kind of caught me so um i'm obviously <laughs> excited for that um mark's now that we've established mark as a hero where does he go from there how does he continue his relationships all of those things um, I think Debbie and her recovery from everything that happened in season one, I want to see how they handle that. and Does Mark and, himself um,
1: develop any kind of disdain if he as he becomes more powerful?
0: Hmm.
1: Are
3: you asking us to yeah, tell you? That's more of a
1: speculative question. Because like, that's, um, that's like, I think, um, especially if we don't want to have nolan go through redemption arc uh i I remember talking to a friend about it after the series and i was just like well obviously all the villager mites that are coming in are going to be of one mind so the only person or character that we can have to explore this kind of back and forth is mark and i i kind of want mark to like i know he has to be the hero but I, i I wouldn't mind seeing him get more powerful. Like I think they even planted a little bit in the season, you know. Uh, mm. And I just want to see how much might is really in him.
3: You'll, yeah. I mean, you'll always have that overarching question sure. of like, is murder justified
1: <laughs> right. um, in this
3: series? And that's that's just going to be the entire,
1: yeah, um, and the entirety of it. So. But yeah, no, I just, yeah, definitely in the sense of like, as he becomes more powerful, like will he find himself more and more separated from his human side or humanity in general? Uh Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. That's really fair. Um, yeah, I just want to see, like, all of the different characters that they bring in, uh, obviously Cecil and and everything that they're doing with the government, see how that evolves. I, I kind of just want to see how everybody evolves as a group because I just find most of these, most if not all, these characters to be really compelling. And I was, you know, not, I don't know if pleasantly surprised, I wouldn't say, but I just was like, oh, okay, this is cool. This is just really done well. Uh, to the point where you're you're waiting for it every week, and you're just kind of excited to see how it is, see how it goes. And um, I think for the most part, just in terms of how execution went, I just felt like I felt very satisfied with the ending too, because I think from a storytelling perspective, they felt the need to do a couple of particular
1: things, and I think you guys really pointed out pointed it out earlier. I like the most just like comics- some. Series that we've come across of like the Wandavisions, the Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldiers. Like, I, it's not a, it's not a slight on any of those. It's just that like this felt like a straight comic story.
0: Yeah, keep it. Yeah, sometimes it's true. Keeping it simple, but still at the same time having the main themes, and then of course execution and the performers themselves. Uh, doing such a great job, so uh, it'll be interesting to see In- Invincible going forward and how that goes. Um, before we close out, just want to say thank you guys for joining me for this. This is really Wait, fun. Wait, get
1: Leslie's thoughts on what she wanted for final thoughts on looking ahead. I think. Yeah,
0: she, yeah, yeah she, yeah, 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 she did.
1: She, yeah, she went Cecil. first. Um, that's right. She, Cecil, she wants to see guys.
0: Cecil. Yeah, right. she wants to see what Cecil's up to. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for joining me. Uh, before we go, let's. Uh, Get all the follows, Leslie. Where can we follow you?
4: Uh, follow me on Twitter at Leslie Emma. A lot of nonsense goes on there. Nothing productive <laughs> at all.
1: So, enjoy. an <laughs> <fun> experience. So <laughs> yes,
0: yes, well, that's for sure. Uh, Shivani, uh, as always, thank you for joining us again. Uh, where can we follow you?
3: Thanks for having me. Um, you can follow me on Twitter as well. Um, at Shivani Banfall. Um, yeah, that's where I'm spending most of these days. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Stephanie, uh, where where can we follow you?
2: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at stuff underscore I underscore Will, but I am currently on Twitter hiatus. I haven't been on in like over a week. I don't know when I'll be back. So Shut up, if you, you want to hear me and my thoughts, you're going to have to listen to this podcast and any other podcast that I'm on because um yeah i'm like i'm just on a twitter strike so yeah
0: yeah i listen i i don't i don't blame you and um and of course especially when it comes to this pod i'm sure we'll be hearing plenty of stephanie in the weeks to come uh jerome chang where can we follow you sir uh twitter and instagram
1: black dragon roll
0: sounds great and of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three. Follow the show at MC University Pod. Um, who knows what's going to happen in the weeks leading up to Loki, but I'm sure we'll figure some things out in the meantime. So, for Leslie, for Shivani, for Steph, and for Jerome, I'm Anthony Canton the third. This has been Marvel Cinematic University, and we'll talk to you next time.